This is Shine On, the health and happiness show with Casey, an Ella's Leash production. Shine On is a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun designed to improve your life from 100.7 WHUD. According to an ancient Chinese proverb, an invisible thread connects those destined to meet regardless of time, place, or circumstances. The thread may stretch or tangle, but never break. Hi, it's Casey. Shining on with you today, an author, Laura Schroff. She had a New York Times bestseller with her true invisible thread story, and now she has a new book called Angels on Earth, real life stories of real people doing miraculous things. Laura has a chapter dedicated to the research of psychologist Dr. Dale Atkins. Studies and research shows that when you are kind, it gives you this feeling of wanting to do it over and over and over again. The kindness is actually contagious, and she actually calls it a helper's high. The helper's high. Doing good gets you feeling good, that's for sure. More with Laura Schroff and Angels on Earth coming up. First, we talk to Dr. Belisa Vranich from her home in New York City. But Dr. Belisa is a Pearl River girl, Rockland County in the house. Her book is called Breathe, and it's a 14-day program that can fix what ails you. Are you suffering from chronic stress, pain, low energy, insomnia, depression, cravings, brain fog? Maybe you're breathing backwards. No kidding, Dr. Belisa will tell you more. Welcome, doctor. You must be very happy with your new Breathe book. It's not my first book, but it's definitely my favorite, just because it's so practical and I'm getting such great feedback from everyone. This is the hallmark for me of a great book that's really going to help me out, and I read them all. It's when you have the uh, progress charts in the back. Oh, yeah. You like those. I like those. I want to mark this all up. I want to write down every day what I do and how I do it. You've made that very very easy for us. First, let me ask you this. You are a doctor of? Psychology. I'm a psychologist. Actually, child psychology. Okay. And how did you come to learn that breathing can change people's lives? Okay. Well, I was dealing with my own stress. This was after 9-11, a crummy boyfriend, and I was grinding my teeth. So I was looking for something that was going to help me with my stress and also with my patients because I'm a psychologist. I had patients in New York City, and I really loved the breathing that we did in yoga, although I wanted something that was a little bit more measurable. And at the time, there wasn't research, although there was 4,000 years of yoga philosophy, there wasn't research that showed sort of a baseline. You couldn't get a great on your breathing and have a workout for the muscles. So that's what I was looking for. And actually, that's what I ended up developing was a a breathing muscle workout. Mm. And that's exactly what I needed this summer. I tried to train for a 5K, but because I have a little bit of asthma, I just couldn't get my breath into the game. And you know, when you lose that, you really lose your mojo. You start to feel uh, weak instead of strong. So this book, Breathe, the Simple Revolutionary 14-Day Program, to improve mental and physical health can help give you your inner strength back, don't you think? Absolutely, because the breath affects, obviously, your endurance in a sport, but it it also sort of crosses over to the unconscious, and it has to do with how you're feeling, and it has to do with how you sleep and how you experience pain. So it's pretty complex. If you're not breathing well, it's going to affect everything in your body, 
and your mood and mental health. So if I'm not breathing well, it's affecting my sleep? Oh, yes, absolutely. If you're not breathing well during the day or you're breathing with a stress breath pattern, you're going to have higher cortisol and it's going to stay high throughout the day. So then when you want to just flip that switch and go to sleep at night, your body's going to say, hell no, I've been on high alert because of my breathing all day long. I'm not going to sleep for a couple hours. What is stress breath breathing? It is shallow upper body breath. So what it means is that when you inhale, you sort of get a little bit taller and your shoulders go up. You puff up the top of your chest. That's a stress breath. That's a breath that tells your nervous system to put you into fight and flight, whether you know it or not, raise your heart rate, raise your blood pressure, and it ends up affecting, like you said, sleep, but also back pain and digestion. Wow. I just did that breath and I felt my bra strap move. <laughs> right? Because it's all in when the top. When you breathe, it's all in the top. So what I actually want you to do is breathe in the lower part of your body where the biggest part of your lungs are. It makes absolute sense. This is not woo-woo. This is not magic. If you put your hands down in the bottom part of your ribs, that's where the biggest part of your lungs are. It's not all the way up by your collarbones. It's actually down closer between kind of your nipples and your belly button. That's where the biggest part of your lungs are. And that's the part of your body that should be moving. Just like any animal on the planet. You take a look at your dog, your cat, your fish breathe. They always breathe through the middle of the body, not up and down with the shoulders like we do. We welcome Dr. Belisa Vranich to the program, the first woman to ever utter the <laughs> sentence between your nipples and your belly button on the show. <laughs> Probably the last. Probably the last as well, Casey. Oh my gosh, but that changes it all. I just put my hand in that very location and you take a breath and when you breathe from there, it's completely different. And I got to tell you, if you have asthma or if you have anyone in your, you know, a loved one or not even so loved that has asthma, I want you to focus on the exhale. And I want you to focus on the exhale being a narrowing of the body. So your belly button gets closer to your spine and you're squeezing out all the air on the exhale. That's definitely going to help you if you have any symptoms of asthma is strengthening those exhale muscles. Strengthening my exhale muscles. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I, this is what I want to do. All right. So why? So so we start on a daily workout. How much work are we going to do every day for 14 days? It's not that much. Really, what's funny with, with uh, the, the program I have is that you get a little bit obsessed with it because your body so wants to breathe this way. And again, this isn't new. I'm just actually reminding you the way you used to breathe when you were about five years old before life started getting complicated and you started breathing like your parents. So it can be as little as 10 minutes a day. And some people get it in two weeks. Some people get it in less. But again, your diaphragm and your body really wants to breathe this way, it will start feeling natural after a while, and it will make sense. Why breathe with your shoulders if you have very little lungs up there? Why breathe with your shoulders if your neck and shoulders hurt and you're going to make those muscles work more than they already do? No. Use your diaphragm. The only reason it's there is to expand you on the inhale and narrow you on the exhale. And it actually, although you do do a belly, a little bit of a belly breath for the inhale, it makes your abs and your core stronger to breathe this way. All right. You know, I got to tell you, I have a lot of wonderful guests on this show. It's all about health and happiness. And yesterday I'm walking out of the building and the receptionist, who's a young girl, said to me, Casey, do you have any help for anxiety? Mm. And I said, well, you know what, sweetheart? Here's what I do. I've 
created in my life places when I'll take a deep breath. So if I'm at a red light or a stop sign, or if I'm stalled in any way, I turn my attention to my breath. I said, that's really helped me with my anxiety. But I'm guessing, Dr. Belisa, that your book would be great for her. It would be fantastic. It's actually the ultimate natural cure for stress is that you can go to your exercise class as well. You can take your herbal tea. You can have your lavender candles. But the fastest way to tell your system to calm down is through the breath. We're actually designed that way, that if you make the breathing uh, calm breathing, which is that lower body horizontal breath, you are immediately going to calm down. And then your brain and your thoughts can follow, but you have to get your body to get there first, and you can do it within seconds. So in the back, we have our progress report. It's day one through day 14, and we're going to circle in the back of the book our stress level, our pain level, our energy level, how well we slept, our mood, anxiety, depression, our cravings, our neck and shoulder discomfort. discomfort. Uh, mental clarity and memory, problems with digestion, and also, on a scale of 1 to 10, our endurance from 0, none, and uh, 10, severe problems. Breathing will help us with, in all of these areas. Yes, it's fascinating. And I came up with that list from seeing patients. So when I first started, I was sort of surprised that my therapy patients wanted to do more breathing. It calmed them down. So talking about their problems helped, obviously, but actually doing the breathing after they had talk. They loved it. And then they would come in and say, you know what? My acid reflux is actually much better. Or, oh my goodness, my back pain. So that list is really a collection of people I've been seeing over the this last six to eight years. They've come back and said, this has gotten better on me. So it was a surprise for me as well. But It's something that everybody who comes in for one thing ends up getting better with two or three or four things, and they love it. Is this like a sneaky way to get people to meditate? You know, I love meditation. I think it's a great thing. Um, However, this book is not about meditation. Um, It can help your meditation practice, and there is a chapter on meditation, but the goal isn't to get people to meditate. The goal is to get them to breathe better, just everyday breathing as they walk around. Um, You know, how they breathe at their desk, just how their style of breathing, which is so, so, so important. It's really the cornerstone of their health. So if you want to learn how to meditate, and especially if you're that sort of person who has trouble meditating, the class I teach is meditation for people that can't meditate. This will definitely help, but it's not my goal. My goal is that you breathe better, oxygenate better, and use the right muscles. Would you like to take the audience through a little breathing uh I would love Practice. that. I would, yes, I would absolutely love that. So I'm going to guess you're seated because everybody is seated most of the time, unfortunately, uh, which is perfectly fine. And what I want is that you just take your shoulders out of the equation. So take your shoulders, roll them back, and now let your arms and your, your shoulders get heavy. Don't use them. We're not going to use them. So on the inhale, I want you to tip forwards. And the tip forwards is a lot like the position you have your body in when you're doing a squat or when you're taking a selfie where you're bumping your butt back. So I want you to put your belly on your lap. And this is an inhale. So lean forward, relax your belly, inhale. And now lean back a tiny bit belly button towards your spine, and exhale, narrow your body. And I want you doing that, going back and forth, inhale forwards, and exhale back. Shoulders are not moving. 
inhale, let your belly go. If you're really skinny, pop your belly out. And on the exhale, roll back a tiny bit. Your hips go under you. Narrow your body and squeeze all that air out. Inhale forwards and exhale back. And you're going to think, oh, my goodness, and keep going as I'm talking. You're going to think, oh, my goodness, this feels like it's going to be an ab workout. And it should feel that way. And, in fact, tomorrow your back may be a little bit sore, which is good because you're moving it. So big inhale now, sip in a little bit more air, try to get your belly to be bigger, relax your butt, exhale, squeeze all the way back, try to narrow your body as much as possible, and that pretty much is the biohack, the clip notes for how to breathe. Now, if you are one of those people that's saying, oh my goodness, this feels exactly like the opposite of how I want to breathe, then you're what's called a paradoxical breather. And oh boy, do you have to change your breathing because you're actually breathing the opposite of the way your body was set up. All but right. for everyone else, inhale, expand, exhale, narrow. I have found out what's wrong with my life, Dr. Belisa. <laughs> I have never bumped my butt out for a selfie. <laughs> That shows your age. I never, well, I have learned how to do it, but it did not come naturally. It's so, a very millennial thing. Is that when you bump your butt out and then make the duck face? Exactly. And you bump your butt out, you puff up your chest, you make the duck face. Yes, and usually a peace sign or something like that. And exactly. maybe you're holding a red Solo cup. <laughs> yes? That's exactly it, yes. Okay, okay. Let's get back to that paradoxical breathing. What's that all about? Is that okay, what you said? Paradoxical breathers, yes. A one in ten people are what's called paradoxical, which means that on the inhale, they actually want to narrow their belly. They squeeze their belly on the inhale, and on the exhale, they relax it, which is actually the absolute opposite of the way your body is designed. So paradoxical breathers get no air in and out of their body. They're usually exhausted because they're fighting against their diaphragm to inhale and exhale. And it usually comes from a gasping pattern of breathing. So if you gasp right now, say I say boo, and you gasp, that's exactly what paradoxical breathers do. They pull in their belly, they puff up their chest on the inhale, and on the exhale, they relax their body. And if you think about this, it makes absolutely no sense. If your lungs are down by the bottom of your ribs, you should inhale and expand, and you should exhale and narrow. So paradoxical breathers, get with it. There's a solution for your exhaustion and, and for your acidity probably being off as well. Big belly breaths. That's what it takes. Dr. Belisa Vranich is the expert. She's written the book Breathe. And uh, where can we go for more information? Thebreathingclass.com. And actually, because you are in New York, I have a New York workshop on November 12th in Manhattan. So I don't get to say that to a lot of people because often when I talk, uh, when I do podcasts and radio interviews, it's a different part of the United States because you are here in my hometown, November 12th in New York City with information at thebreathingclass.com. Dr. Belisa Vranich, thebreathingclass.com. If you'd like a copy of Breathe, let me know via email at the website casey.co. More on the way from New York Times bestselling author Laura Schroff as we talk about the angels among us. Sensory sensitivity, repetitious behavior, lack of eye contact. 
You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Hi, it's Casey. Thanks for shining on today. You can always catch a Shine On podcast at casey.co. And you can keep up with all kinds of events on our Facebook page when you join the group A Circle of Women. Now, you may remember a few years back, Laura Schroff was on our Shine On show talking about her book, An Invisible Thread. Laura was enjoying a very successful career in advertising when an unexpected encounter with a young boy who was basically living on the streets of New York City changed her life and his. Instead of just tossing some change, she got involved. She became an angel to this young man and then a friend and then a mentor. You can read that story in the New York Times bestseller, An Invisible Thread. Laura Schroff's new book is other people's angelic stories. It's called Angels on Earth, now out in paperback. Laura, I have to first ask, how is that young man, Maurice? You know, Maurice is doing great. He actually, as you know, is a partner in An Invisible Thread. And then, of course, in 2015, we came out with, or I came out with An Invisible Thread Christmas Story, and that's targeted to children ages four to eight, and he's a partner in that, and he was working in construction up until recently, but now he's actually driving an Uber cab, so he's doing okay. Good. His family is great, and you know, the one thing about Maurice that I'm still most proud of is the fact that he was able to break that cycle of poverty, drugs, and violence, and his children are doing really well, and his children's children will someday even be that much further removed from, you know, the life that Maurice had. So when you told that story of Invisible Thread and meeting him and bringing him into your life, and people, I'm sure you couldn't walk across the street without people saying, hey, I've got a story like that. So now we have the book Angels on Earth, inspiring real-life stories of fate, friendship, and the power of kindness. And I bet this is just the first edition. Well, I'm not sure about that. I'm taking one day at a time, and I'm I'm loving the fact that, you know, the paperback just is being released today. So what I'm trying to do is really enjoy the moment, right. and I'm, I'll think about what's next. I All have right. a couple of ideas. Now, this book is perfect as we uh, come inside, and, and, and days get a little cooler, and we start to prepare for the holidays because it really touches your heart. Tell us some of the stories that you like best. One of the stories that I, I like the most is because people say to me all the time, I would love to make a difference, but the truth the matter is I'm really, really busy and I don't have the time. And one of the things about an invisible thread that I talked about is if we open up our eyes and hearts to our surroundings, sometimes these blessings are right in front of us. And really the story of um, Drew Sanchez, many years ago, she at one point was a struggling single mother. She now fast forward many years later was doing really well, was in a supermarket and noticed a young mother with three small children and she could tell by the meager food that she had in her basket and the young boy who was holding a calculator adding up how much the food was going to cost she decided that she wanted to go and try to help make a difference and she bought a a gift card for a hundred dollars and went over to the mother and said I really perhaps I could be of help and I would love to give you this gift card and she gave this mother this gift card and the mother's eyes teared up She hugged her and she said thank you. And as Drew walked away, the young boys came running after her and asked her to please stop. And they threw her arms around her and they um, kept saying thank you. And that moment not only changed Drew's life, but she does believe that those children and that mom will always just remember that very small act of kindness. Yeah. And I'll tell you, when you get an unexpected hug from a child... Oh, everyone knows that feeling. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, you know, there's 
there is a chapter in the book called um, The Helper's High, and that's Dr. Dale Atkins. And what makes me talk about this chapter is exactly what you said. Studies and research shows that when you are kind, it gives you this feeling of wanting to do it over and over and over again. But kindness is actually contagious, and she actually calls it a helper's high. And when I speak in schools, I tell kids all the time that kindness is contagious, and when you incorporate it into your daily life, you want to do it more, you want to do it over and over again. I think that's what we're meant for. I think that's what we're meant for. Now, your first book was called An Invisible Thread, and now uh, Angels on Earth, the inspiring real-life story of fate, friendship, and the power of kindness. Do you really believe there is an invisible thread? What do you mean by that? Well, actually, an invisible thread is an ancient Chinese proverb. An invisible thread connects those who are destined to meet, regardless of time, place, and circumstance. The thread may stretch or tangle, but it will never break. And I really do believe that we all have our own invisible thread connections, but sometimes we don't stop and take the time to actually recognize that these people have come into our lives for a reason and for a purpose. Aside from Maurice, who was definitely um, a big invisible thread in your life, have there been others? Yes, I've had many invisible thread connections. In fact, you know, when I look back on my career and people always say to me, you know, God, your career was so successful. And I was really lucky. I didn't go to college. I always felt that I had to work harder than most. What I've also found, in addition to invisible threads, that there are these really beautiful lifelines that people throw to people. And throughout my career in advertising, I had so many people who threw me a lifeline that I held on to. Because of that lifeline, it made a difference in my own life. People say to me, God, you really threw Maurice a lifeline. And I always say, you know what? We both threw a lifeline to each other because at the time when I met him, I knew I needed more in my life. And I believe that my mother, who passed away at the very young age of only 47 when I was 25, has been by my side every step of the way. In fact, when we picture these angels in heaven, I picture my mother with these white, beautiful, fluffy wings, but she floats around heaven with a <laughs> with a um, clipboard, checking off all the things she needs to do for the day. And she's taking care of you. And she is absolutely taking care of me. And I believe that, you know, all of the people, there's 29 chapter angel stories, and they're all these inspiring stories have someone who came into their life it was an invisible thread connection and made and had a profound impact on that other person's life so now maurice is an uber driver in new york city mm-hmm. yes. I, I would love to get in his car <laughs> and say hey aren't you the guy yeah you know i think that actually happened to him a few months ago and i actually saw it on a review, a woman was in his Uber car, and they started to chat, and he mentioned the book An Invisible Fred and mentioned that he was now the man who was the boy in the book. Yeah. <laughs> and did, did she give him a good review? She gave him a great review. All right, Laura Schroff, is there a website or anywhere people can go for more information? Absolutely, and of course, I would love for people to go to their local bookstore, but they can always purchase the book on Barnes & Noble or Amazon. My website is laurashroff.com, and actually, on the on my website, they'll be able to actually see pictures and meet the angels that are in Angels on Earth. The author is Laura Schroff. The book is Angels on Earth. If you'd like a new paperback edition, email me via the website kc.co. K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Back with the thought of the day next. 
Hey everybody, this is Josh Groban. After so many years on the stage, one of my favorite things about music is its ability to inspire and nourish the soul. That's why I'm proud to work with Feeding America, an organization that inspires hope for families in need and helps nourish the 16 million kids in this country struggling with hunger. Every year, billions of pounds of excess food go to waste, while one in five children may be left not knowing where their next meal is coming from, or if it's even coming at all. Thankfully, the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food and helps deliver it to kids in need across the country. But they can't do it alone. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Thank you for shining on today. I so appreciate your company. Our thought for the day is from Ralph Waldo Emerson, who said, The purpose of life is not to be happy. It is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you have lived and lived well. Have a good week. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show with Casey and Ella's Leash Production. The content of Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show is intended for general information purposes only. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Join Casey for another edition of Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show next Sunday morning right here on 100.7 WHUD.